Coming to you from that weird space between that funky dream you were having and waking up to the real world. It's the Queer Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. Hello to another amazing show. As always, amazing, awesome. I need to come up with different descriptive words. You either repeat the word twice or you say amazing. It's either... You say, hello, welcome to another amazing show. As always. As always. Or I say, hello, hello. Yep. Which is an actual really funny show on Broadway that was there for a while. Hello, hello. But it was. It was so good. I mean, it has John Mulaney. He's he's brilliant. Um, So welcome. Uh, We are thrilled to be here, of course. Uh, Anthony. What's up? Anthony Singleton, comedian extraordinaire. I'm not Thank you for funny. coming in. You're not funny? No. Oh, that's... I've been to your shows. Okay, I am. Yeah, I but you, have a, you have a tough uphill climb then. Yes. <laughs> Is that a short joke? <laughs> like, what you trying to do? <laughs> See, I'm funny. You got it. Yeah. See? There it is. There it is. That's what humor is, yeah. oh, in case you needed it. White and pretentious. Exist. I'm the Brahma. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, so, welcome, Anthony. And we have someone who's been on... Probably hasn't been on for... Four or five months, and it is the incomparable Nathan Box. You are our own film critic. We release without comparison. <laughs> without comparison, people like you. I I don't know why, but they do. So they love reading your articles. Uh, always gets good feedback. So thank you for taking a minute to come back to our show. Now, people that are listening are thinking, "Oh, this has to be because the Oscars were announced." And this is what I got to say to you. We have a live event talking about the Oscars, so show your ass up. You ain't going to get it here. So, But we are going to talk entertainment and kind of like around, around the Oscars, around the nominations and what people are. Some people are pissed. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, we just want to give you a little, uh, some shout outs. First of all, remember you can find us on Patreon. So patreon.com slash thequeercentric if you love us as much as you do, and you want to support us, that's a great way to do it. Also, it was just announced two days ago, I think, um, that I will be co-hosting uh, SAN, Spokane AIDS Network's Red Ribbon Gala. I've done it in the past, and uh, we decided we're going to do it again. So partnering up with such a great organization, and for you in Spokane, the Grand Dame herself, Novocaine, and I will be sharing that stage. And uh, I mean, that's two really big personalities on one stage. So everybody get ready. It's a really good cause. It's going to happen on the night of the Oscars, March 12th, uh, coming up. And it's going to be that evening. We're going to televise the Oscars, and Nova and I are going to be there to entertain you. There's going to be a silent auction. Um, All the good stuff you expect from a good Red Ribbon Gala. We will be back. We'll be dressed up. I'll be in a tux. This only happens once a year. So uh, show up and do that. I don't own one, no. No, no. <laughs> so San is very nice okay. and gets a tux for me for the night, and then they, I, you know, they throw it back at people. Oh. <laughs> so. I imagine one of the '70s ones. <laughs> it's fucking orange. I want the ruffles. It looks like my grandma. Well, if you know, if you know anybody in the theater, you, you can steal one of their stage. It's that true. Yeah. It's true. I like being fitted and feeling fancy. First, plus, let's be honest. Certain body types are, are you know, you need someone to make it look. Good. Fit you in all the right places. So anyways, please uh, mark your calendars for that. But before that, mark your calendar for February 25th. We talk about it every show, and we're going to talk about it with people involved in that night. It is the live event. Uh, it is That's Entertainment, and it's going to be everything movies. Nathan is coming over, which is, I mean, making a Seattleite come over to Spokane. Eh, you know, it's not something that happens every day. Except it's usually where we just 
it's just where we stop on our way to quarter lane. <laughs> right, exactly. Which is which is fair. And so I, I actually asked Nathan before we started, I'm like, so is Brandon, his fiance, is is Brandon coming with you? Uh, and Brandon has reserved his answer and hasn't said yet. <laughs> so I have to give Nathan's words of encouragement to convince Brandon. But it's oh, gonna wait, be great. No, no, no. no. <clears throat> yes. Excuse me. Who the fuck goes to quarter lane? Who goes to <laughs> yeah, who goes to quarter lane? Why are you going Seattleites. there? Seattleites. Right. You go for golf. I think that's the you that's golf. the main draw for people. It's a little. That's where we, that's where we winter when we want a little sun. We winter when you want a little sun and a little racism. You go to Hell you yeah. go to Idaho. So to me, to me, Spokane is the little Gotta brother hit up that of Ruby Ridge Memorial. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> to that's me, Spokane coming. Spokane's a little brother of Seattle that will like you know they want to play the game with the big brother Seattle so they will unplug the yeah. controller and make them think that they're playing. <laughs> And then the Coeur d'Alene's the, like, the, the cousin that they don't right? talk about. Well, the thing, we all know, it's all there. Uh, Spokane always screams about, I don't want to be Seattle. We're not Seattle. And then Seattle's like, I don't know who you people are. And so we have this, <laughs> we have this fun rivalry. Fun rivalry. They're like, Spokane? Spok- Spokane. Spokane. It's kind Spokane. of like, Spokane. what do you call it? I grew up in the middle. In Wenatchee, where no one can the pronounce in the S. And so that's why I think I am the bridge to peace with where the Spokane fuck is and Seattle. <laughs> right smack dab in the middle of the state. Yes. But uh, very excited. Uh, and Anthony, you're on the show that night. Yeah. You are, listen, people, he's your hype man. He's going to rev you up and let you get ready for, for an amazing show. I just had, so I had a friend write me today and say, Can I bring like a bunch of people? <laughs> and I'm like, uh, yeah. Why, first of all, why are you asking? Because now I'm nervous. And I said, well, my only requirement of everybody who, who comes in is, will they cheer loud? Yeah. I said, we have someone who is going to make sure you know that this is a night to cheer. She promised. So I said, okay. Well, <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to say no. But I was just like, okay, okay. Well, People just, are you afraid. You just can't talk about politics. <laughs> only one politic. Only one politic. <laughs> The only rule we are given is I am not allowed to make fun of our mayor. And listen, really? library, if you're, that's my one rule. Library, if you're listening, we are not. We, I am listening to you. We're not going to do it. Don't Why say anything. We? There's lots, lots of other people in Spokane yeah, City government that we can make fun of. I saw her yesterday. Yeah, yeah. At the Homeless Connect. She yeah. was trying to help homeless people. Yeah. I mean, it's a thing. Nathan, you work within that sector over in Seattle. Do you hear much about how Spokane is doing with our homeless population and reaching out to the unhoused? Where is Spokane? <laughs> Good call. Near Coeur it's the place. It's the place me. that the Greyhounds show up with a bunch of homeless people to drop off in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, is, we ship them your way. That's so how you got your neighbors. Yeah, never heard of it. No, yeah. no, no. I don't know her. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thank you, oh, Mariah. What's a black name? Like it's Mariah. My cousin dyslexia. <laughs> 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 Look at the. Look at it. Oh yes, yes. You just wait till that night. He does laugh, but Nathan, you're a, you have to encourage you to laugh because <laughs> he doesn't give freebies away. Yeah, nope. yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna fake it. You better get OnlyFans, motherfucker. Like nothing's free. <laughs> it's true. Well, before we get into details, remember everybody. Uh, mark your calendars. Saturday, February 25th. Doors open at 6:30. The show goes for two hours, and then we have food. There is. Actually, it's catered for you. 
Uh, and it's going to be good food. I've had this caterer's food before. So stick around to meet the people who are yelling next to you and having a good time. Uh, it's going to be a show you are definitely not going to forget. Opening number, comedy, talking about films, showing some what we think about the Oscars and, and what's coming. And there will be a dramatic moment where Nathan does, uh, he picks his, his Oscar picks that night. And we're, gonna, we're locking it in a safe. And then we will release them. March 13th. <laughs> so okay. get ready. And I want you to be like Johnny Carson, how he holds it up to his head and, you know, use your psychic powers. But you've said uh, it to me. Tell me this. You've said this to me. You pick different things. You pick who you think should win. Yeah. And then you also pick. I, uh, I pick who I think the Academy is going to vote for. Why do you think that those are two different things? Um, I mean, you know, these, we all come with our own baggage when we watch these movies and I'm one person and the Academy is, you know, up to about close to 10,000 people are, I think are members now. So, wow. um, and the Academy is rightfully so, uh, diversified over the last year. So, I mean, we're all coming, coming to these movies with different points of view. So sometimes we end up with, you know, wildly different picks. How, how do they pick them? How, how do they pick who picks? Everybody who is a member of the academy will get screeners. How do you? How and do you then they choose. Do you have to have? You have to be in equity. Is that right? Uh, so I, I'm not sure. How, I mean, if you've won an award, you're a member. If you were a part of a movie that's won an um, an award, I think you're a member somehow. They've also uh, just gone out to try to find leaders in the field. There are academy members in every state. Um, the award for the pictures themselves and this may have changed kind of post-covid world the rule used to be that the movie had to show for seven straight days in la um and i'm not sure now with streaming i'm not sure that's the rule any longer well i do know that uh, bo burnham's movie got disqualified because it was exclusively on streaming services it wasn't released in theaters so i I know that they're still being very picky about that i don't know if it has to be seven days in la but it has to be in theaters at least they're probably because it's la they probably are going to still make you show in la but the other thing is you have to show in a certain number of theaters is what i had read so now it's did you did you show at the threshold of how many theaters they want you to show in I didn't know. I don't know if they've taken away the LA rule yet, um, but, and it can't be exclusively streaming. Like they're allowing that. You know how so many this last summer it was simultaneous release. Uh, you can either go to the theater, so no one did, or you can watch it in your living room. That, that, that Disney movie, Red. They uh, they were like, oh, sorry, it's oh, on streaming, yeah. but I, I know they got an award. It just isn't going to be. It won't be the Oscar. Yeah, yeah it'll yeah. be. There's it's award season. There's plenty of awards. So is Will Smith in? <laughs> Will Smith is not allowed to show his face. No. For 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. They revoked his... slap the shit out of you. That's why. <laughs> well, and here's the thing. Will Smith had a movie that came out this year. Yes, he did. probably should have gotten him nominated yep. again. Yeah. Because he, he did what he did. Yeah. No one yeah. watched it. No. No. We didn't watch a movie about slavery, so we got screwed over because somebody got slapped <laughs> Because again. he was a... Yes. Pretty much. Jesus Christ. Much. So, so, yeah. Yeah. So, Roots isn't making anything. <laughs> no. Roots. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, uh, Will Smith, he's the notorious one. Isn't he, I believe, one of the first in history? <laughs> They're just like, you know what? <laughs> About that. You can well, be violent no. off the stage. You just can't yes, do it yes. on hold stage. On, hold on. Don't there do it on a, camera. There's a racial element here because Roman Polanski, right? Well, he, he was banned. Still, but no, he, he is still one of the 
So Harrison Ford has flown to Europe to give him the award. And they have written letters to try to get him back in. Well, for a long, long time, he wasn't allowed his uh, uh, Oscar membership. But it was like five years ago that, that they're it. like, you know what? We're just going to. That was just silly. I, it was pre uh, Me Too movement. She was they a, allowed him in. Now. Hey, Jonathan, yeah. can you move your mic yeah. stand down the tiniest bit? I can't make eye contact with Anthony. That's fucking weird. Oh, no. We're going <laughs> to. Listen, we're just going to raise I can see his that. mouth and I can see his forehead. I just can't see his eyes, which makes it feel. Also, are we talking about slavery? Like, what's happening? <laughs> what are we doing? What are we... There's, no, see... there's no more uplifting subject than no, slavery. No, this motherfucker says, I see pieces of you. <laughs> it's, it's feel... I don't see the whole picture. The whole picture. It's a feel-good moment, is, is what this is. Uh, so welcome to a little touch of what it'll be like on uh, February 25th. Woo! So nothing like a little controversy to go with, with uh, you know. We talk a lot, so Anthony is one of the comedy writers, So, and of course we're all working on the show right now, so we get... Uh, Anytime we get in the room, we're always like, now we have to remember that the key to comedy is pushing the envelope. And then by the end of the day, we have to be like, and then we have to bring it in a little bit. Yeah. So we're going to take it way out there and then just, well, just bring it We're going to have a in. good time too, though, right? Like, oh, for real. We, and I think the community is what's important, right? Yeah, I think, I think allies being there. I, you know, my goal is to make straight people uncomfortable. Oh. And I'm straight. So it doesn't I, take much either. No, so I know, and you put up with me so well. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm here. I'm here to write jokes that are you, funny, regardless. You are in the gayest writers' room that 100%. I think, and and we all just have a, a good old time. I'm glad you didn't say gay old time. We <laughs> have a gay old time. <laughs> it's gonna be so. The thing to remember, everybody, is that you know uh, what we don't know is we're putting a lot of work into an amazing show. All for you in Spokane. I mean, look, we're importing someone from, we won't say the S word because that might like make people mad, but from a different world. <laughs> He's going to come in. We have a comedy writer's room that we meet every week and we're working on monologues and jokes and everything like that. Uh, so we're putting a lot of work in to make sure that you have a good time. And so that's what's important. Um, so perfect, perfect for that. Now let's get into, so we've been kind of talking a little bit already about the Oscars, which is the most important thing about that live event is that it's about entertainment. People ask me all the time, what does this have to do with your show? I'll tell you what it has to do with the show. This is a bridge. This is a everybody can celebrate movies. And we all love entertainment, music, movies, comedy. That's a, that is for everyone. And right. we all find that moment. That's the importance of this. In that audience, you're going to find just everybody who wants to have a good time. Doesn't matter if you're queer. Uh, if you're straight, if you're, you know, if you're Anthony, well, you're yeah. going to have a good time. Yeah, and I think movies bring people together. Oh, right? And, and they're... Uh, Unless they star Will Smith. Yeah. And then no. Then they slaps the shit out of people. <laughs> and um, then no, one, no one's going to watch. Slap the, he slapped Chris Rock of all people. Like, you don't slap right? him. Like, slap someone that needs I feel it. like he thought he was safe because Chris Rock is a friend. <laughs> Chris Rock is like, oh, hell no. Yeah, but uh -uh. he has a brother, though, <laughs> from New York. Boy, yeah. Yeah, it didn't go well. And and look, like if we were wondering if they would stick to their guns and uh and you know, because we tend we're in America, we tend to go back on things. We're like, oh okay, it's been a week. We're good. The new cycle has changed. But it we're not the people are still not loving this. So he's still I mean, like we just said, his new movie, getting no. Getting no love at all. So which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing is again that takes away from what the movie is about. Yep. Un yes. Unfortunately, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, this is a topic that people still struggle to talk about mm -hmm. because history is kind of like 
fucking lasered over all of our trauma, right? Uh, we go from AIDS for, for the LGBTQ, right? We go, right. AIDS, everything's fine. <laughs> like, no, oh, no, yeah, no. Yeah. There's a fucking quilt that says things are not yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, and let's not say the word out loud. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. and for African Americans, it's like, well, you know, middle passage, slavery, Obama. Like, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like, listen, we elected Obama. So yeah, like, all on. bets are off. We We're doing good. We still haven't seen his birth certificate, but we like him, right? And so it's, it's that kind of shit. And I really wish yeah. that a movie like that would get more. Uh, press. Do you know what's even worse is I think about those writers who worked hard on writing this movie, yeah. the actors who were so excited to be in this movie. No one knew that all of a sudden last year, Will Smith was going to take sweep the legs out from under down. this movie. He yeah. What, what, is the name, what is the name of the movie? Emancipation. Okay. Yeah. I knew it was something with a patient at this the end. Yeah. yeah. With a patient. At with the a patient. End. Well, um, I, the, only thing, the only thing I heard... <laughs> The only thing I heard about that movie was that Will Smith was mad at his co-star for spitting on him. That's the only thing I heard about the oh, movie. Oh, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, he he got... would not talk to Will Smith, from what I heard. Like, yeah. As far as being like a slave driver, he would not talk right. to Will Smith. But actors are finicky and weird anyway. You know what yeah, I mean? like, yes, they are. They're weird as fuck. Like, yeah. Uh, Matthew McConaughey in Dallas Buyers Club, he gave himself diabetes. I Just, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a, it's a process. It is. It's a to process. get diabetes, you're absolutely right. It's years yes. of shitty eating. Like, that's... <laughs> But yeah, years, movie, and he's like, I want to speed that up. But that movie, I think, I think, as a person of color too, there's trauma making it. Yeah, right. Oh, because, yeah, because you're living be. this thing, yeah. this this traumatic thing that happened to your people, right? And you put you you put that aside for your art. And so that is this is a conversation uh, Nathan and I in in a way we're talking about earlier, but it is. Where is the give and take? Uh, right now, everybody's criticizing the Oscars because there is a lack of representation of queer actors playing queer people and uh, queer directors being nominated. It's the same thing. There's this this give and take. Like, are we going to take away the good that Emancipation could have done because we need to punish Will Smith? Where is do do we have to weigh it? Like, you know, we're Egyptian afterlife and you have to decide what is better and what is worse and how we go forward. Um, it's the same idea of where is the message more important than, you know, the things that the mechanisms behind the scenes. And Nathan, when you come at it, we talked earlier and you're like, well, I have a different opinion about representation. And I'm like, good. We like a little, uh, a little controversy. So a little sauce. A little sauce. Well, I will say I have, I have been watching this award show for 30 something years and I can, I cannot remember a moment in time where everyone was completely happy with everybody that got nominated and everyone sure. that got snubbed. Uh, oh, never. So I've yet, I've yet to experience that award show where everything went exactly right. Um, two, and I think we talked about this last time I was on because we talked about Harry Styles and my policeman, and yep. you know, I know he's a little uh, yeah, fluid he, on his right. And uh, people are like, "Queer baiting, queer baiting is yeah, like it's but never happened before." I personally want the um, the role to go to the best actor possible, and I am not offended when a straight person plays gay. It, it just does I'm not. not either Thank you. Uh, I watched the well uh and not once did i think in that you know almost two hours uh i can't believe they cast brendan fraser a straight guy right gender guy to play a gay guy not once 
Instead, I was enraptured by the performance. And I don't and think so, a lot of people are, you know what I mean? What's also interesting is uh, a lot of the same people aren't mad about that because he did such a amazing, respectful uh, portrayal as good actors will. Um, and so what is fascinating to me is do, as the queer community, are we, are we flirting with shooting ourselves in our own foot? Because if we have to play by that rule, aren't we also saying that we as queer actors can't play straight roles? You know what I mean? That because makes sense it's, to me. yeah, it's what's good for the goose is good for the gander to show how old I am. Um, because we're, so it's weird because I, I fit in the middle where I understand the need for representation, but the art form, I think, first of all, it's acting. Like putting yourself in another person's character, it's that's just, what acting is. It's not that it's just acting. It is pretending to yeah. be someone else right? Uh, for the enjoyment of other people. Well, pick yeah. a movie, so, you know? It's like, how, how dare you play a veteran? How dare you play yeah, uh, yeah. someone with AIDS? How dare you play... Yeah. You know, someone in the 80s. I don't and know. And that means we wait, can... Wait a goddamn we, minute. Wait a goddamn <laughs> second. Okay, I have a couple things Bring to Bring this here. hammer down. Let's remember film in, in, in its entirety, right? Yeah. 1930s, one of the highest grossing movies of that time is Birth of a Nation, right? Oh, wow. Where they, the Ku Klux Klan did not burn crosses until they saw that movie. Responsible for a rebirth of Ku Klux Klan of 2 million people, including children. I did not know this. Okay. It was played in the White House. And there were people that were black. Not. They were in blackface. And there's this iconic scene, oh. right, where this woman, like, throws herself off a cliff rather than be ravaged by a black black man, a white guy who's in blackface. So this is a lot deeper yeah. than, than representation all the time, right? It's right. why are you doing it? It's not yeah. that you're doing it. Tell me why. Well, right. and right. then isn't it this weird line? Because as you were saying, I mean, I'm not okay with some white guy playing a black guy. I'm not okay with Tilda Swinton playing a, an Asian man because you so it's it's this weird thing it wouldn't be we would be up in arms if someone was in blackface playing and we should be but you know how it's that line of well you know we need to give queer actors but also just statistically speaking there are a lot of gay actors and at the same time there are still more heterosexual actors than there are gay actors at least out right. gay actors right. but it is this fine fine line because where do we say this is not okay, but this is okay. Right, and then you you would know production code, right? Production code yeah. in Hollywood oh, yeah. was a big deal. Like some of Alfred Hitchcock's movies where you can't have two brothers that are serial killers. Now they have to be two gay serial killers. Oh, yeah. Right? They had to sexualize that character because they didn't want their image being negative. Yeah. Right? And so that's really what we're talking about. Is it negative imagery, right? That's are you true. doing something negative? If you're a homosexual serial killer, played by a straight guy, we have a problem. Because yeah. why are you making this content? Is it historical or are you doing it to be an asshole? Yeah, is it accurate? I mean, it's the same thing we've done for, for trans people. When I was growing up, uh, there were these movies where it was super awful because it was the trans person who was killing everybody. And so we, we do the same thing. You know, or the horror plot twist at the end is that they are a trans person. Right, and yeah. it's like, oh, Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> let's train the audience to hate these people. But that's where it gets, do you find uh, you're just talking in your life and you're, you're mentioning that you feel like you don't need, uh, like you're okay with a straight guy playing a gay guy. Do you find any blowback from that? Uh, no, I, I, I haven't. Um, and I, again... I want to say that I think, you know, representation is super important and I want 
I want the diversity of stories that are coming out of Hollywood. Uh, I want that number to grow. Right. Um, I, I, I'm tired. You know, there are certain types of stories that I'm tired of hearing about. And uh, I find that these stories that are more diverse in the representation are, you know, uh, better empathy machines. And ultimately that's what the movies should be in my opinion. Um, I think the breadth of stories that are being told, not just on, just not in the cinema, but uh, on your television screen or as well are more diverse than they've ever been in history of entertainment. I think, you know, let's take a breath for a second and celebrate the fact that that's happening, that uh, we are hearing from more audiences than ever before, um, that no longer are, you know, trans people typecast to one type of character, that they're always a villain or the gay guys yeah. are always the villains, that they're often the heroes of the story. Yeah. So like, can we not glaze over that and can we at least pause for a moment and celebrate it? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think of uh, people who go through trauma, all of us have it at some uh, level, but people who go through trauma are trained to be, to have to take these horrible things, right? So it's easier to see the bad than to be able to see and go, okay, it's not, someone just called me on this shit the other day and I was like, oh crap. Um, to be able to see the good that comes in and not just train yourself because we're so used to it. Um, to see the bad, because I think you're right in the fact that there are so many uh, really amazing stories being told. You know, look at everything, everywhere, all at once. Eleven nominations. It's about the the relationship of the mother and her uh, lesbian daughter. Uh, and I don't know. I'm guessing that the lesbian daughter actress is is apparently not identify as gay because I'm like, we should be first of all uh, the Asian community what a wonderful thing the the representation there but and at the same time oh my goodness it's about finding the love of your queer child have you seen it i have absolutely you, you think it was good oh no uh it's probably if i were to pick right now it'd be my pick for best picture really i didn't think it was good. you didn't like it no i i needed to rewatch it again I'll rewatch it again, but I didn't think it was that good. <laughs> so on this show, we shame Anthony into not I'm just kidding. No, I mean, hey, it's not even about that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And, I, and I'm just gonna say this: I didn't like Moonlight either. Oh. I didn't like the. I liked I Brokeback like Mountain. Oh, I I like that too. I no, I, I liked, liked the movie. Both. I yeah, thought yeah. I thought the content was good. I thought yeah. the story was good. What what it represented in that time period was great. So you just didn't find something that you could connect to in this movie. It is a weird movie. It is an odd. I'm gonna uh, watch it again. An odd movie, okay. but yeah, but I get that. It's it's not going to land with everyone. It's very they so many things in there a little a little off. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled that Jamie Lee Curtis got nominated for an Oscar for it. I'm like, I I love this woman. She was shocked as shit. <laughs> she was like, what? Thrilled because she's been such a cheerleader for everybody else in that movie because they've all gotten. <laughs> and then someone tells her she got nominated for an Oscar, and she's just like, what? She's how? like, how? <laughs> did they Avatar read my name right because i don't know i mean this woman has been in hollywood for Forever. a long time yes. yeah. and typecast in one kind of movie that yeah. can never really end and uh you know the joy of seeing her do something else was right was well you know i i can remember through the years her, her doing comedy i can remember but they, we do love her as a scream queen 
we love her, but she's always been so diverse and she's fine with how things work out. She loves her life. And that's why I think it was such a fun reaction to watch happen because she was so like floored. Cause look, I mean, just look at the, the golden globes, how excited she was for all of her co-stars. Like she, she truly wanted to celebrate them. So I think it was a, a good moment to see that, that she, she got to do that. So what's, what's good is watch it again. I will. And if you don't like it, just say, I'm, I'm curious about this. Just whatever it is, if you're like, I tried it again and It could be no. because it was bootleg. You know, brothers be watching bootleg movies. That could be the problem. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. You know, you, you bootleg movie, you got, a, you got a brother standing up in the middle. I don't know. I'll, I'll try Did to watch it Did you see now. the microphones that yes. should get their own credit? Oh, yeah, There's that's a bootleg. popcorn that's... in the movie. Like, just throwing popcorn at each other. I think it was a fist fight. It was in Compton. It was fucked. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe watch the, uh, the official So my one. mama was in there. Like, it was... <laughs> but I'm glad to hear that, uh, you know... That you think that was a, I mean, it, 11 nominations is nothing to sneeze at, which was really good. But I believe, did the director get nominated? The director, the Daniels did. Yeah. Oh, did. There was one of the movies that's nominated where the director didn't, and that started this whole conversation of it was a woman director and, you know, my, and then someone was saying, well, you know, they gave it to uh, Jane Campion last year and they thought that should get the ladies by for another 50 years. <laughs> okay, hold on. What, what, are the, what are the nominations for Best Picture this year? There is a list. We, we expect you to know whale. off the top of your head. Well, he's a, he has here a link. Go. He's not. Here the, we go. The whale, right? Which it's, I need uh, to see. Yes. All Quiet on the Western Front. Avatar, The Way of the Water. The Band Seas of Inna Sharon. That's right. Elvis. Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Fablemans. Tar. Top Gun Maverick. Triangle of Sadness. And Women Talking. Yeah. How the fuck did Top Gun to, make it in there? Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's how. But I, I will say today's the first day I heard of women talking, but I hear it's very good. But I had not heard uh, of it film. It's phenomenally, phenomenally written. What people need to know about Nathan is he <laughs> will watch all of the nominees before the day of the Oscars. You are, you are very committed to your craft and making sure you see all of these things. Because not only do you always see a movie, typically every Sunday, and he goes yeah. with his notebook, and it is an experience actually to, to go with Nathan um, to see this. But you do that every Sunday, and then the Oscars come out, and you're like, oh, I need to make sure I see these 20 movies also. You know, you're, you're all in. Well, I mean, you know, it's, it's my favorite pastime in the world is going to the cinema, and I've, you know, just, I mean, ever since I was a little kid, I've just love this award show um i love the pomp and circumstance of it i love kind of getting a group together and watching and debating uh or you have a moment like last year where we're like we're all aghast and our mouths are on the floor because we're right. trying to figure out why someone has slapped someone else um but yeah i just i i love it all um i i worked really hard last year was the first year that i got everything on uh everything was nominated i watched everything and uh i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to do it again this year but i the think great point the great i mean we were living in a pretty great time because the majority of this stuff is already streaming mm -hmm. um and it's pretty easy to find even the documentaries and the foreign films which have typically been the hardest hardest ones to find isn't there a gay documentary I just heard about it today that's nominated for an Oscar? It has a very sexualized name. Oscar baiting. Oscar, that should be one actually. Oh Jesus! He was waiting for that all uh, day. 
he wrote that joke, joke yeah. earlier. He's like, I'm going to get it in. But there is a, I saw it on, on something, somebody was mentioning it this morning, that there is uh, a sexualized, about these two gay guys, and it's a, it's a documentary. I think it's short form, but anyways, this is the good, the, just jump off that and say, boy, there is a category for everyone, which is what's fun about the Oscars. And they, they do tend to expand. We were talking uh, pre-show about there didn't used to be 10 Best Picture nominations. Uh, it used to be, when I was a kid, 112 years ago, there were five. And so yeah. it has expanded, expanded, which what is making some people mad is they're like, now we have more options than ever, and you're still not diversified enough. But will we ever be? I don't think so. Do we need to do better? Yeah, look at what happened to the Golden Globes. You know, they, people came down hardcore on them uh, a couple years ago about not being diversified enough. And uh, they've worked very hard. And there's a lot of jokes going on about them. But, you know, Hollywood Foreign Press, they needed to do better. And so things began to change. And they did better. And just still us out here. Nobody watched it. Nobody. It was, a, well, it was their lowest audience. of. They didn't even hit a million people watching no. that. Well, show. last year, NBC wouldn't even run it. And so this right. is their first. And it was like, we're back. We're going to do good. And yeah, and everybody's like, oh, was that on? I, I wasn't able, able to do that. And uh, they got. And then, of course, after everybody went to the Golden Globes, uh, what was it? 70% of those people got COVID. So, you know, it's, it's an interesting place in L.A. right now. <laughs> Yeah, they love it. But yeah, and so now I'm like, well, what's going to happen to the Oscars? Hopefully they've had enough time to get better, and then they can all go to the Oscars. Or they'll just recycle, and here, here we go again. But um, we're going to talk a lot on the night of, you know, we're giving the whole, the audience, the entire audience will also have ballots so that they can make their choices um, because it's fun to put Nathan on the spot. So <laughs> actually, you are always, I always appreciate your this is who should have won and reading that afterwards, and then who you think, you're pretty accurate, especially on who you think the Academy's going to pick. That's your superpower. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. You're speaking of putting <laughs> Nathan on the spot, do you keep up with the Razzies? Do you, are you as passionate about the Razzies as you are about the Oscars? I don't think uh, a critic who's worth their weight uh, spends time making worst of the year list. Oh. See, that's, that's good. And I also think, I think it's a travesty to nominate a 12-year-old girl as the worst actor of wow. the year. Yeah. Um, and they should be ashamed of themselves. When did that happen? It, it just, happened, yeah. Uh, two days ago. <laughs> yeah, Jesus exactly. Who's the, the girl? movie for? 12-year-old girl. Yeah, just, is that and the what, name of the girl? What movie was that? I remember no, I, knowing that it was remember. like a moment of, hey guys, we know about, you know, you know, teasing people and stuff, but you have taken it to a place that yeah, that's minor, not what it's about. Yeah. It's like horrible. bullying. That's horrible. bullying it that poor bull. that poor girl into that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I just don't understand why we want to spend time tearing down other people's art. I just it you. just makes no sense to me. Like, and I get it. These are famous people, and they're worth loads of money, and they should be able to take the punches. But I just would rather celebrate it than tear it down. Exactly. You know how you vote for the one you don't like? Don't go. Don't pay money. Don't support it. But also, don't be a dick. You 100%. know what I mean? 100%. Yeah. Because we all know everybody in this room has their, their creative outlets and the things that are important to us. The amount of work that goes into the, you doing a comedy show, oh having to host a comedy show, having yeah. to write those jokes. There's so much blood, sweat, and tears that I always, it's just not right. If, you, if you're not going to get up there and do your own, don't tear down somebody else's. It's, it's ridiculous. So I'm, 
Halle- see, another great reason why I wanted him on the show, because that's exactly what our show's about and exactly what the live show's about. Okay, I have a question. Yeah. All Quiet on the Western Front, what'd you think? I haven't seen it yet. And this I is uh, it. I this isn't. I'm going to watch it on it's Friday. It's foreign, yeah. right? It's a uh, yeah. from a. It's a German film. German, yeah. It's oh. the only way it should be made, if you ask me. Like it was perfect. I mean, it was. I remember that was required viewing when I was in high school, the original, and so we watched it. Don't even. I see. There's you. Nathan gets That's... these little twinkles in his eye. <laughs> He's like, I mean, it I did come joke. out in 1930. <laughs> <laughs> it was released. I did. I did. actually helped. Tux. I actually helped film it. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did a great job. Thank you. He did opera for the movie, but they couldn't <laughs> yeah, hear it. Yeah, exactly. Was, that movie was phenomenal. He doesn't speak a yeah a lick of German, so he had to drop it. <laughs> exactly. So, did you watch the German one that's up for the Oscar? Now? Yeah, it was. It was phenomenal. I thought it was historically accurate. Yeah. I thought uh, the the visual effects were great. I think I think that in war there are no winners. No. Right? And one. I think I, I think war films have to to show that. Yeah, I'm a huge World War One and World War Two buff. I study it often, uh, and so I, I the, the the trench warfare alone, yeah, and how brutal it was, and the little things, the details, right? The the, the rats, the lice, the oh yeah, these different things that are happening yep. are super important. And those moments that you're like of humanity, right? That's the thing. You know, they also wrote a musical about it, and Spokane was lucky enough to do that musical about six years ago, right. and. It's because the moment is so strong and amazing, and especially with the juxtaposition of war and these people are supposed to hate each other. Um, I don't know. There's a, a brilliant moments of of humanity it's human. in the story. It's yeah. human. Like yeah. you, you know, have you ever read the book The Sunflower? No. Have you ever read the book? It's it's about a, a, a the guy sunflower. The, it's a guy, a guy in the Holocaust, right? Uh, Edward Said, who becomes a Nazi hunter, actually. Uh, in real life, he ends up uh, going to his city or his town that everyone's been killed in. And long story short, he's at a, his old high school has been turned into a Nazi hospital. Mm. And he and there's this kid laying on the table, 22 years old. And the kid's dying as a Nazi. Oh. And he asked Edward for his forgiveness. Right? The impact of that, the humanity of it, right? Like, this guy goes back to a concentration camp at night. Yeah. And this is a real story. Like, the Dalai Lama's in the back commenting on it. Wow. Right, you have all these people commenting about forgiveness, and it's the human side. And what you find out is this kid wasn't a Nazi, right? He grew up he grew up Catholic, yeah, but he was radicalized, right? What's it so called? it's called the Sunflower. So the thing about that movie as well is that what you see in All Quiet on the Western Front is these these kids are just that kids. When they leave yeah. to go to war, they're like, yeah. And then when they get there, they're like, shit. Right. <laughs> I've heard phenomenal well, things about it. The the Academy loves a war movie and there's probably one nominated every year and there's probably oh, yeah. i mean there's the very first film to ever win is a war movie they, they love it because i mean it's heightened drama on all fronts i mean it is the worst and best of humanity it is violence yeah. it is an opportunity to show kind of like uh, the best kind of forms of cinematography it just usually does so many things right and then and those movies lose like Shakespeare and love and everyone. Yeah. Gets yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think that's it. Do you think there's, there's this, I always picture that the Oscars need one of the movies to give them a reason to pat themselves on the back. And then they're like, Oh, because we did that, we actually can do what we want. It's their get out of jail that, that year. Um, and I feel like that happens a lot. I feel like they do it more often than they used to, but maybe they've always done it and they were just better at hiding it. <laughs> 
Yeah, we always get a war movie. We always get a period piece. Yeah. And, and uh, we always get something that's somewhere, somehow related to the magic of making movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the biopic, of course. The Spielbergs. Yeah, yeah. Which is both this year. Right. <laughs> the biopic and the magic of making movies. Um, so rumor has it, well, I don't want to get into that, but because uh, we're going to talk on the live show about who we think would take best picture through this whole situation. But what I am more fascinated with is that you were just saying, and we've said throughout this, which is the power of that uh, uniforming, that bringing us all together of art. Yep. Like we, we can, it's almost like, especially for some people, you can forget some of what it make, you know, is in your wiring to be bigoted, to be, you know, homophobic, to be, and movies can take you beyond that, and all of a sudden you're touched by the whale. Uh, movies that that wouldn't necessarily have reached people, but because of the art of film, it can change your whole life. Look how many of us like you're addicted to film. When was that moment that you were like, "Oh, this is everything"? Oh, I was, a, it was at a young age. I mean, it was probably the first movie I ever can remember seeing, which was uh, Batman, starring Michael Keaton. Yeah, I was there just, you go. I was enamored. I was enamored. I just, I that uh, these toys that I had played with in my bedroom, like somebody took that idea and uh, built a whole world around it. Uh, it's exactly just... what they wanted you to do. <laughs> exactly. They were smart. Yeah. But that's the crazy. So that makes me want to go around the room. So in, in my family, I kind of hate that I grew up and was able to access film so easily because when I grew up, we were poor. And we didn't go to the movies a lot. So every time we got to, it was this, I remember the feeling of it being this crazy uh, special moment that didn't seem real in time. And so in the beginning, when I was just a kid, my parents would take us to the drive-in because it was more affordable. And my very first movie was Empire Strikes Back. And I remember, and that was my moment. That was my moment, like, what the hell? And so anytime we would go, and here's the scary part. We went to we went to Empire Strikes Back. We saw Return of the Jedi. And then I didn't see another movie until Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin got together for big business. So, I mean, but every moment was so amazing. And now I'm an adult. I love movies. I can go anytime. And I hate that. The magic isn't as magical. I enjoy movies for a different reason now, but I miss the magic. So that was my magical movie moment. What was the first movie you ever saw, Tom? Do, do you mean in theaters? It, whatever was that first time you... Well, yeah, what's the first movie wherever you saw it? that, And then seeing it was like, oh, wow, that's cool. The first movie I remember seeing at all in theaters, because I did not grow up in a house that ever right. would spend money... That was like, just wait for it to be on VHS. You know, right. go, to, go to the library and pick it up there. You said a lot um, when you said VHS. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, first one I remember seeing, and I don't even remember it well, is the Rugrats movie. I loved the um, Rugrats movie. Wow. I don't know if that was my magical How movie old moment. How <laughs> But that, that's the first one I could barely remember. Rugrats was the shit. Yeah. I loved them, but it was definitely nowhere near my first Reptar movie because I was like... way old. So did that movie, when you saw it, was your experience like, this is really cool? 
Whatever's happening here, that's cool. Yeah, well, it, I think it, it blew my mind. I'm like, wait, this looks so much better than the TV. And, of course, at that age, you don't realize how much money goes into a movie versus right? a TV show. But yeah. it's like, why does it look better? You know, so I, yeah. I, I've always been interested in animation, but I'm sure that's yeah. one of those first things that happened that made I me really s- sort of... I can still binge the Rugrats just because yeah. it's just, to me, it's t- it's timeless. Well, just because it's animated better doesn't mean it's better. But I remember right. thinking, why are these different? And then that sort of introduced me to thinking, you know, and I'd see like the, the Aladdin TV show and, I, and yeah. I'd be like, yeah. what is wrong? <laughs> like, I was thinking, what is wrong with You're this? You're like, why is this it was trash? Cheap. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, that, that kind of interested me in animation as a whole. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was movies, but it was animation for me. There's a, there was an Aladdin TV show? Oh, for like a hot minute, yeah. Okay. Listen, we don't need to remember bad things. They, they had a Dan Castellaneta play the genie instead of Robin Williams, so yeah. who I Duck. respect, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the same. What was your first magical movie well, moment? No, I have to pick two because I think that okay. growing up in the '80s, right, there was everything I loved was white. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like you weren't given a lot of options. No, everything I loved was white. Right. And I remember that movie Iron Eagle came out. Oh my gosh, that I was my about shit. That. <laughs> that was. Yeah. I loved it, but the first time I saw Boys in the Hood. Uh-huh. First time I ever saw Boys in the Hood was because for me, my dad's 20 years military, right? Yeah. And um, my parents, we moved here from Guam. So I had never seen the projects or heard of the projects. I didn't know the plight of black people yeah. because I wasn't living that life. And I had never been to America, right? So when I got here, it was in bombs and, and, and racism, but I had never experienced that. So that movie kind of opened up this window of what my life could have been had my parents chose something different. And critically well, acclaimed that. I think you bring up an interesting question. It's like, because, you know, like the, the kind of first movie you remember watching all white cast kind of thing. And that had me thinking like, what was the movie that I remember watching was an all black cast that kind of like oh, yeah. opened up my eyes. <laughs> and please don't make fun this of it. It's going to be good. I remember the first time watching Friday. And oh, yeah. That's oh, yeah. Shit. Like there's a world of humor out here that I am not finding in my small little Oklahoma town. And like the movies allowed me to access a world that maybe I would have never found before. Exactly. Friday was it changed Friday, everything. It was written for nothing. Like the, the movie was cheap, right? But it yeah. gave you everything, right? It gave you drug addiction, right? She's like, Can I can I dub a tape? <laughs> you know, can I borrow your VCR? Uh, a dude, you know, you had humor, a guy who didn't have a job who sold drugs, was a drug dealer, a bad drug dealer, right? Ice Cube couldn't keep his job, right? Everybody could identify with their parents saying, get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Would you, every time I'm here, you in the kitchen. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, eating the goddamn refrigerator. Like, it had everything. And then, like most movies, the hero wins the girl. Yeah. 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 Right? And knocks out the bully. So it, it had all the things that every movie should have, but it was for us. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's cool. I remember that being the movie that you could go to school and... Uh, it seemed like everybody saw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't. It, it stopped for a lot of those white kids. They were like, "Oh, my parents will let me see this." It's a little, but they're like, "Okay." It was the first time they were able to have that connection over. Right. And uh, it came back. Remember, everybody said, oh, yeah. "Bye, Felicia." Yeah. They don't even know where the fuck that came from. Right. Exactly. And they, they have no yep. idea. That is one of my favorite phrases. It is yeah, right, yeah. but that movie was iconic. Yeah. Iconic, and then it also created careers for some of these men who would be juggernauts yeah well i'm trying to think the first time i remember consuming something that was like an all-black cast and i think it was might have been bernie mac was it roots no, no, well, I'm, I'm thinking of TV kidding. shows. There's white people in there, too. They're kicking our ass. That's for movies, I genuinely, I genuinely can't remember um, what the first one would be. But for TV shows, I remember it was uh, Bernie Mac or it was uh, My Wife and Kids. 
And oh, yeah. I, I remember yeah, yeah. never thinking twice about it, them it being all, an all black cast because yeah. it didn't yeah. really, you know, it, it just didn't affect anything in the story really, which is maybe a bad thing that they maybe should have had more stories focused on that. Oh, they whitewash everything on yeah. TV. So yeah, now yeah. I want to pick your brain because uh, the NAACP, right? They asked me to do this thing at the theater where I, I host and tell comedy, but we played three sitcoms from like different generations Ooh. and what the impact is of those sitcoms in that yeah. time period and why they're important. So somebody else is doing music. I'm doing comedy sitcoms, right? So I was like blackish, maybe uh, oh, the yeah. Jeffersons yeah. or maybe the Dave Chappelle actually. Yeah. Oh, that would yeah. Be yeah. That'd be really good. And yeah. then uh, we were talking about doing good times. <gasps> right? I remember watching good times. Or our Sanford and son. Right. And yeah. so oh, yeah. I would love to pick your brain um, about that because that is something that is, is pivotal. Right yeah. in this country's history is why why did why did uh, you know George Jefferson call people crackers why why was it a big deal well because there's no brothers living in that high rise well no you know I know we don't say his name above a whisper any longer but we have to remember the Cosby Show was the biggest show on television yeah, on Earth. and it was all yeah. black family I remember 100%. my dad was okay with us watching the Cosby and Show he with was a gynecologist <laughs> and he was yeah oh oh we're shadowing anyone. <laughs> I know, and, and now he's on. Have Twitter, you seen that movie? So. Have you seen that clip from the show where they're like, uh, "Boy, everybody really liked your ribs," and he's I, like, "It's the secret ingredient in my, uh, my barbecue sauce." I probably watched it with my go with home my family. And get a little, yeah. Bill, like, Co- but Bill Cosby was the biggest comedian on earth. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I think it's important to also comment while we're on the show talking about it. There were no black stuntmen until Bill Cosby. Mm-mm, mm-mm. They were all in black hand, right? Like they put a glove on and shit. Right. Like it's a nigga hand, right? Like, but Bill Cosby refused to do movies until there were black stunt people. So right. he's iconic in that sense. And that's what makes it so messed up. He's yeah. the first yeah. black family like that is healthy. But don't you think that, I mean, that brings up a good point. Basically we have to remember that there are many facets. Hollywood likes there to be, you fit in this category when this is where you're allowed to play. This is your lane. In the end, humans are both uh, beautiful and problematic and horrible. And, you know, there's people who, you know, the parents of uh, Dahmer loved him. It doesn't erase that he was not, this was not good. You know what I mean? So you almost have to go, okay, you're right. We have to remember, open these doors. It does not erase what he did or how he needs to be punished. But we have to remember. But white people get away with it. But what I'm saying is no one should. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, it depends on your value. It depends yeah. on your value. And it's funny that we're talking about film because film is supposed to be all those things. We're supposed yeah. to see the nasty, the good. Yeah. Like it's human, right? But then someone does something human and then all of a sudden the film's no good. Like the Will Smith right, thing. It's yeah, bullshit, yeah. right? But we do have to, I believe, greatly in consequences, but I also believe we do get lost in, because Hollywood needs us to get lost in it, because that's how that's how the machine works, um, because they work on, I don't trust anything Hollywood says, they work on controversy, they work on these things, uh, that it isn't about what we're, we need to talk about, which is consequences for horribleness right you know what i mean when you i could be a bad person and be a good actor i was gonna yes. say i've always been yeah, a, yeah, yeah. i've always believed that you should be able to separate the artist from the art because there's still some the, the cosby show the the impact of that show wasn't changed just because bill cosby was this horrible person right you know the, the change that it made in in the film industry you know the tv industry and the film industry is still there right. um and it changed sitcoms forever and right. you know so that's still there just because he's this right you know awful person I and that's know. that's why i still think i mean as People need consequences. Like they don't need to be rich, and then we forget about it. So you're, you know, we need to recognize what they did or their contribution, as well as say, 
oh, this is horrible and we need to have consequences now, but let's not forget that we came here because of these things. But we had this very interesting conversation in the writer's room one day about, um, uh, what's his name again? I, I forget it. What are you saying? You're talking about R. Yeah. Kelly's? Or? I'm talking about R. Kelly. It's the remix to Ignition. <laughs> you, you know, because, I mean, it's that same conversation. He makes hits, man. I, I'm I, sorry. But I don't want to reward him now? with money. That's what they I say. don't want to reward him with money. And so the, it is this weird like dichotomy of us trying to figure out how do we have consequences where, and yet still understand where I tend to stand on it is I, me not consuming something that I enjoy inconveniences me in inevitably like uh, infinitely more than R. Kelly would profit from me streaming his music. See, but once. I and it, in something like that, I disagree. There has to be you either stand for something or you stand for nothing. Yeah, I don't so I still feel. Like there is uh, a. I don't listen to him regularly. I'm just saying when it comes to other things like Tom. Like for instance, every day he's well, like. For instance, uh, uh, Harry Potter. That's yeah. a good example. Yeah. I like Harry Potter, mm-hmm. and I would lose something in my life if I didn't get to enjoy those movies right. and that universe. Right. So despite J.K. Rowling being what she oh, is now, horrible woman. Yeah. <laughs> that has a better impact on my life than yeah. my positive impact on her life by yeah. consuming her what she puts out there. But yeah. here's the thing: if that money. If that revenue that's been generated from that art directly affects people that are being hurt, that's a fucking problem. That and that's sure. where we have to. So that's where it is. And listen, we can say right here that anybody who doesn't say this is a very uh, difficult conversation or to understand where we would be lying because it's a conversation. But I will I will say right now on the show, I people, if this gets you talking sinister letter, I'd love to hear what you think because the conversation is the important part. Yeah. Saying, okay, where are we going? What have we learned? You know what I mean? But, Nathan, what's your most controversial person that you... I'm kidding. <laughs> but controversial what? Person that you just love. Louis it's, C.K. Oh, yeah. Oh. 100%. I just had a conversation I, about I, him the other day. I, 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 I thought you were going to say with him. Weird. Yeah, with him. Me and, me and Louis. That's... I mean, he can't, walk, he can't walk into a room without masturbating, but besides that, I mean, he's funny. <laughs> we wish he would, he's, lived, <laughs> he's lived in New York too much because every time he gets on the A train, someone is. Just, so Just jacking it everywhere he goes. Just but you know what's fucked up? How come we can watch? How come? Okay, so Charles Manson, horrible, horrible person. Oh, yeah. But yeah. how many documentaries or TV shows or so have been many. made about this guy over yeah. the last 40 years? Yeah. And that's yeah. okay, though? Like exploitation of... He can't right. even generate revenue himself, really. But right. I'm just saying, like, the victims are affected by it. Like, wh- how are we going to pick what we do? How, like- and that's the hard part. And I think the most important thing is we we don't be – there's not jackasses out there going, I'm going to love him and I hate you because you don't. Or I – there needs to be both sides, but there needs to be the conversation. You know, well, look, I was just talking to a friend about Louis C.K. the other day. He is slowly – and he's doing it in the only – he is quietly – coming back he's doing more and more and it's growing but he's not he's being out there yeah he's yes no, he's quietly bill cosby's bill cosby's touring the country I this know. Spring. Bullshit. oh my it's god bullshit. Yeah. and you know everybody who's going is 82 because they couldn't remember what he did anyway i saw his depositions so, man disgusting. i know oh and, and, and he got and back they keep he got out of a technicality more, yeah he's more disgusting yeah that don't get me started on why they released him um but yeah so i mean these are the thing. These are the real conversations. Like, if you want to look at art, uh, this is part of really loving art is understanding that there are tricky conversations that need to be had about those kinds of situations. We need to talk about them because that helps us, I think, come together as a society to to find ourselves and to find our bridges. Is to have these uncomfortable, awkward 
conversations. And because art is something that everybody at some level loves, and whether it's film, music, um, books, any of them, or you know, paintings and drawings, uh, there are these conversations that exist in every single one of them, and we have to be okay with having those conversations about them. That's the joy. That's the whole point of art. I do, I do have one last thought. Mm-hmm. that I, This is just a, a thought experiment. The Weinstein Company has so many popular movies. Do people boycott those do movies? Do we not because watch Weinstein... any of them? Right. Because of him? Just as an example, like to me, that it's hard to know because there's... Oh, it, to me... Whenever I see something, I'm like, someone involved with this is an awful person that is profiting yeah. when they shouldn't be. Well, it, it just it's just <laughs> easier to see that when the person is the main person involved yeah, in it. And, and let's be honest, every single movie in Hollywood probably has some problematic shit, right? So there, I think there's a, a, line, th- I a threshold. Yeah, yeah there is a yeah. threshold. And here's someone asked me the other day. I was listening to your show. <laughs> I was listening to your show. Yeah, this is a really great conversation, but you didn't have a, an answer at the end. I'm like, because this is real shit that we're talking about, if I had the answers, I wouldn't be talking about it. (laughs) That's the whole point of conversations. It doesn't mean you're going to find the end-all solution, but it means you have to start thinking about it. So if you're listening to the show, expecting us to, you know, Scooby-Doo it and tie it up in a nice little knot, that's not, I don't know what show can do that unless you lie. Uh, But that's not why we're here. We're here to say, oh, we talked about some things that made my tummy a little, and that's good. So now, what do you think about the same thing? Um, you know, I love that we have taken... This has been a broad conversation. <laughs> have you seen Velma yet? It was awesome. I, I've watched the first two episodes. Velma's awesome. I've you watched, like it? Yeah. Why wouldn't I? I've watched the first four episodes. I thought it was pretty good. You thought so? Okay. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I'm just sort of tired of Mindy Keeling's jokes being this, this super fucking, similar. This fucking guy with Harry Potter, and he's like, oh, Velma... <laughs> Fucking Velma, that shit was well, trash. Also, so here's what here's my 18 thought. Eighteen Harry Potter. That Hold on, let me let me let me justify asshole. what I'm saying. We, we've had we've had Scooby Doo for sixty years, and then she takes all these characters and changes everything about them to fit them into a story, just so it has like, oh, I know the Scooby Doo series. I'll watch that show. It should have just been different characters. Oh, they I don't need you to shut they, the fuck up. They also it's got rid of. They also <laughs> got rid of. They also got rid of Scooby Doo. Shut it. I will say up. that's the one thing I was like, where's Scooby? Dogs I will say don't this. Talk, bitch. Okay. In 60 years, they have redone that so many times that I don't mind that there's a new take on it. I don't mind that. But I am sad because I'm like, where, where's Scooby? And I'm like, how can you have Shaggy and not have him have I think a, it's a pot fine, issue? I think it's a fine how TV show. That? It's just not a good Scooby Doo show. Motherfucker, like, how are you criticizing your own community? That's a dickhead thing to do. <laughs> like, you the, the just dog like, community? You like black parents, motherfucker. That's what you are. Like black parents like, oh, Thanks for joining no, us today, you. Nathan. <laughs> so I'm so glad you were able to be here. But let's wrap it up. Sorry, uh, yeah. those are the kind, I like that conversations, though. I <laughs> yes, I actually watch. Uh, I've watched the f- first however many episodes of Velma, but I and you know that should be its own show. <laughs> we could totally have a whole show on it. But Nathan, everybody who's listening, Nathan Box, you can read his articles, uh, his reviews of movies. You can watch it. You can go to. Thequeercentric.com. I put them out on all the socials when when we get one out. Um, people always have something to say, and I think that's great. I mean, that's the whole purpose of it. Remember, you can catch him live if you like him that much, and you're in the Spokane area. Please show up to our live show. It's going to be so fun. And talking, as you can tell, talking movies with Nathan, uh, there's never a lack of of things to talk about. <laughs> Can I plug a show or a couple shows? Of course, okay. please. So, you know, next weekend I have shows and back to back. Oh, just kidding. Go. Back to back. Yes. We have one, uh, which I want you to come to, The Bad Trip Show. Oh, yeah. At Shotgun Studios about the art okay. and everything. Which one? Where That's is this Friday. again? That's Friday. Yeah. I wanted to go to Friday the last the one. 
Friday the 3rd. Okay. Fri- yes. Because we're, we're releasing this in a little bit, so I just want to make sure we get the dates right. I was like, yes. Friday. And then we have a comedy night uh, out in the valley with Ying. I'm actually hosting the show. I can post no, some stuff. Yeah, right. I saw but that. The, but, the, but the Bad Trip show is going to be fun. Last time was a blast. Uh, you know, we have a bunch of wine. Which already. There, yeah, I'm, I'm and there. we're talking about art, and some of the art was hilarious. I, first of all, and what's so fascinating about this show is you were in an art gallery looking at art, yeah. and then your job was, was to make fun of the make art. fun of it, and that's already. And the artists were there. Nathan, I'm just saying, does this not sound like us sitting and watching cooking shows and tearing those people to shreds? Were any of them 12 years Best old? Best nights that's ever. The... Listen, there was a black fist in an electric chair with like a bowl over its head. And I was like, you can tell that whoever made that was white because there's no black people <laughs> in the history of blackness is going to put our black asses in a motherfucking, in a goddamn right? electric chair. I remember always check our socials because uh, we try to promote uh, anything that, that Anthony's doing because it's always, always a good time. So do that. Just support each other. That's all I got to say. Something I have to say for this community is we need to keep talking, and it's nice that people are beginning to talk again. I think we've lost that art form. Um, so I'm grateful for you all to be in the studio, to have some fun. You know, I've, I've enjoyed this sparring, these two. <laughs> Velma can ruin everything. She really can. Uh, but remember, come on out, meet Nathan in person in February 25th, and just come out and have a good time. The but myth, the man, the legend. The myth, the man, the legend. I have to keep going lower, but I don't have your range. Yeah, you don't. No. <laughs> the legend. Um, so, <laughs> love everybody. Thank you so much for being here. And, uh, oh, and also pre-happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, he's turning 38. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. And we're having the open mic birthday show on Sunday. Are you serious? Yeah, it's going to be crazy. Listen. Support support your indie artists and your local comedians right here. So, Nathan, thank you so much for taking the time. We will actually let you have your life back. But shout out to Brandon. Brandon, it'll be fun. Come with your fiance. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. <laughs> see? Now, everybody, we'll send notes. I can't even see him. I want to meet him now. Like, I can't. Uh, Brandon's pretty awesome. It's going to be up Cannot to Brandon, lie. I guess. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I know. I know he. I don't think my tears would work on Brandon, so I can't manipulate him <laughs> anyway. But just saying, you'll have a good time, I promise. But until next time, everybody, we'll see you later. Later. Bye. Bye. Bye.